Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem mm. with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up, and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore, take two. <laughs> I'm going to blame the leaf blower. Um, anyway, so um, what being a realist, well, I think that really means, because I think that um, there's some extreme advice or some extreme perceptions of reality out there. Uh, and I wanted to do a bit of a... I suppose I'll probably end up going on a rant about it, but I just wanted to give you some, some balanced views, I suppose. Um, so I think when most people say they are a realist, um, what they really mean is they're scared. I think they often mean they're actually the glass half empty kind of viewpoint. Um, and really, often when people are a realist, they're a pessimist. They're worried about making mistakes. They're worried about taking risks. They're worried about failing they're worried about what other people would think about them. So I just want you to check in with yourself if when you say you're just being realistic, um, you know, let's be honest, I'm creating um, flight and, you know, designing and, you know, if you imagine 10,000 years ago, if you looked up and you saw an airplane, <laughs> you just felt, what the fuck? That's crazy. So someone had to be unrealistic to, um, you know, to, however the, the airplane was designed. Was it the Wright brothers or there was a competition between the Wright brothers and someone else trying to get that first airplane out there? So um, human progress is not realistic. Human progress is um, in some ways a dream, a fantasy, a vision, something that hasn't actually happened yet. Um, and it takes those kind of people to change the world. So by the way, um, that's not always good. So stay with me. So if you want to change the world, if you want to make a massive difference, a massive impact, um, then I don't think you can be a realist. I think you need to be an optimist. I think you need to think about what could be done, not what's already been done. You, um, the realist waits for the proof. You know, the optimist creates something new that hasn't been proven yet. Um, now, I, I read this quote and I thought it was fantastic. And that is that the um, optimist designed the aeroplane. The realist or the pessimist designed the parachute. And I think that beautifully sums up this kind of polarized deba debate between the optimist and the pessimist. And the optimist thinks the pessimist is scared and that the pessimist is glass half empty. And then the realist or the pessimist thinks that the optimist is delusional and naive. And in reality, so I said, I'd tell you about what I thought being a realist was in reality. In reality, they are both correct. Um, and we try and separate and break out. Oh, you're an optimist, you're naive. You're a realist, you're actually a pessimist and you're scared. And, and in reality, um, both mindsets are required. And in all situations, there is upside and downside. So I'm going to carry on with this in a moment. I just want to tell you the two important things that are coming up. Uh, and that is that this Sunday, 8.30 a.m., I'm doing a live stream just to my, to my supporters. 
um, because I'm revealing all the things my account manager for Facebook told me about how you can grow your reach and your impact on social media, mostly on your Facebook page, Facebook stories, Instagram, Instagram stories, and Instagram reels. And um, a lot of the stuff that my Facebook account manager has told me in the past, I kind of know. But she actually gave me a load of tips on things I don't already do and didn't already know. Well, at least for me anyway. Um, and hey, look, I'm a, a pretty prolific content creator. She said, hey, Rob, you're one of the most um, engaged and active I've ever seen on lives. But there's a few things here you're not doing that you could be doing to really grow your platform. So you need to be a supporter to be on that. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob supporter with a capital R. Um, that's, I'm going to go live this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Also, I've just put in a Facebook ads course in my supporter program, completely free for supporters, bit.ly forward slash Rob supporters. So I'm really stepping it up on the supporter program. And hey, every time I talk about the supporters, loads of my supporters going in uh, saying, oh, look, the supporters program is amazing. It's a bargain. You get so much value. So jump yourself in bit.ly forward slash Rob supporter with a capital R. Also, tomorrow's International Coffee Day. And I'm doing a, a sexy special offer where you could get a one-to-one -one coffee meeting with me face-to-face -face for 30 minutes. I'm doing that for seven people. And then um, the rest who donate 2,000 stars or more, um, they get a phone call with me, a one-to-one -one phone call. Although the stars feature is broken. So I might just get you to pledge stars and trust you and collect them later. So that's coming uh, Thursday, International Coffee Day tomorrow. Just letting you know. All right, so let's carry on this discussion, this um, debate around the pessimist, the realist, and the optimist. So... In reality, being realistic, I believe, should be about seeing upsides and downsides. It should be about being optimistic when required and pessimistic when required. You know, if you want to go out there and do some property deals, you've got to think that you can add value. You've got to spot opportunities that other people don't see. You've got to see some upside. You've got to believe you can make profit. You've got to believe that you can turn that property around and, you know, make it um, dwellable or change its use and see something that other people don't see. That's being an optimist, essentially. You know, it's a, having a vision, something that hasn't already been created there. But also, you've got to be pessimistic or realistic about the numbers, the figures, about how the estate agent values it, about what it's really worth, about what the returns really are, about what the costs really are. Because, you know, anyone who's been in business long enough, who's probably turned into a bit of a pessimist, I'm going to turn around, uh, will say that um, things take twice as long and cost twice as much as you usually think. So actually, it's not about being a realist or an optimist, a pessimist or an optimist. It's about being both. It's about seeing the upside when it's there and the downside when it's there. And there's an upside and a downside in every situation. But what you get in reality with humanity is we stereotype people. That person's an, uh, an optimist. You know, they're naive. They live in a fantasy world. They don't get the reality of life and business. And then you look at people over there and go, oh, they're, they're um, a pessimist. They're always looking at the downside. They're negative. Um, they never do anything. And if you find yourself getting swayed into either one of those extremes, you're probably a bit out of balance. And I think in reality, being a realist is being able to be an optimist when required and a pessimist when required. Um, but often most realists are actually pessimists. Most realists, you know, when someone says, oh, I'm just being realistic. What they really mean is, oh, they're scared. They sold their dreams out. They're not taking risks. They're playing safe. They don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to look stupid in front of other people. That's what um, basically pessimists will call themselves realists to cover up their pessimism. And then, of course, Optimists will call them negative and energy drains. And of course, pessimists will call optimists naive and 
dreamers and they're living in a fantasy world. But in life, you need both sides. You need the aeroplane and the parachute. So when you're doing deals, analysis, research and due diligence, you probably need to try and put a hat on of being a bit of a realist or a pessimist. Uh, and um, for me, I think, you know, my business partner, Mark Homer, how would he look at a deal? How would he evaluate a partnership in a situation? Because Mark would be able to spot the downsides and the risks. Now, that's not actually being um, a pessimist. That's being smart. And you've got to know when to not get all excited and see the upside and the fantasy and, you know, and, and the dream. And actually, OK, we're hardcore getting this done now. I see a lot of entrepreneurs that are more, they're in love with the idea of being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, i.e. they're an optimist. But actually, when it comes down to the hardcore reality of getting the job done, they don't really like that. Um, you know, and, and they say sweat beats regret. Someone told me that once. I like it. Um, so don't be in, in love with the idea. Be in love with the reality as well as the idea. Um, but if someone is trying to shoot you down or bring you down or calling you an optimist or calling you naive or delusional or that you're in some kind of fantasy land, they could be projecting their own fears, their own insecurities, their own failings, their own vulnerabilities out onto you. So that's one side of a balanced equation. But also they could be giving you really good feedback. And actually you could miss something in your diligence and research that you should have spotted because you were in fantasy land. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts, for any training that we might run. Not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a, a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anythings. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. So John Demartini um, told me how he sets goals. Now, most people, when they set goals, uh, what's a goal? A goal is a future outcome. It's something better. It's something bigger. It's something more. It's something you want to achieve that you haven't already achieved. So it might be a target level of income. It might be hitting a certain amount of followers. It might, it's a result, isn't it? And so what do 99.9% .9 of people do when they set goals? And what do they not do? Well, what they do is they set the dream, the vision, the um, win, but they don't think about the challenge, the resistance, and the possible uh, failure and defeat. So Tim Ferriss calls this fear setting, which is the opposite of goal setting. So goal setting is setting the upsides. Fear setting is thinking about what the downsides will be. And John Demartini said to me, when I set a goal, I look at it from a balanced position, i.e. 
here's my upside, here's what I want to achieve, and here's all the challenge and difficulty and criticism and resistance and diligence that will need to be required and that I will attract along the way. This is what a lot of people struggle with with social media. And, you know, they want to put themselves out there on social media and they think they can have all the upside, which is, oh, I've got loads of fans, I've got loads of leads, loads of clients, loads of income, I'm a celebrity, yeah, mwah, look at me, mwah, selfie on social media, yeah, baby. And they're thinking about all the upsides. And they're not thinking of any of the, any of the downsides, the criticism, the trolling. See, I just got trolled by a crow there. <laughs> the, the hatred, the judgment, the security issues, etc. Um, and social media does not come with all upside or all downside. There's that um, documentary going around, isn't there, that I'm sure you've watched called um, The Social Dilemma. Now, of course, it's very dangerous, isn't it, to get addicted to social media and very worrying how maybe we're being slightly controlled or played or manipulated on social media. But let's be honest, media's been doing that for as long as media's been. Um, advertising has been doing that for as long as advertising is. And why is that? It's because people try and influence each other, call it manipulation, influence, whatever. The only reason it's shocking to people is because they didn't get it. But if they got it and they knew that that was a, the downside reality that, um, that balances the upside of social media, they probably wouldn't be that bothered. Because um, when um, steel was invented, that then um, increased the speed of travel through rail. You know, obviously railways were laid. Now, rail was great because obviously you can get to A to B quicker. And, that, and that's huge and in, in comfort. But rail also um, increased the speed of robberies. So there was train robberies and robbers could move from one place to another more quickly. So in reality, steel, which created rail, which created travel, had an equal upside and downside. You know, us being connected on the internet, you know, at the speed of light, that's massive upsides. You can zoom your nan that you never would have seen before. You can have customers all over the world. That's, of course, great. But then, of course, it's addictive. And, you know, we're, we're worried about how we look and we get trolled. If it's easier to connect with people online on the upside, customers and family members, it's easier to connect with people on the downside, trolls, critics, haters, etc. So if I could put this debate to bed about the optimist versus the pessimist and what the realist really is, most people, when they call themselves or others a pessimist or a realist, in reality, they have fear and they're worried about failure, making mistakes, looking stupid, etc. But that fear serves us. And actually, actually, that fear stops us making silly decisions. And when it comes to investing a lot of your hard earned money or doing joint ventures or giving away security, that bloody leaf blowers over there again, I'm going to have to go the long way around. When it comes to that, you need to be able to put your pessimist hat on. And my business partner's more of a pessimist than an optimist. So you, he might call himself, you might call him a realist, as is my wife, as is my um, MD. And so I often get excited and I'm the optimist and we could do this and we could do that and look how amazing it could be. And I get excited because in that moment, I'm all upside and I'm forgetting the downside. But they're all downside and they're forgetting the upside. So if you can put the different hats on and become the optimist, the realist and the pessimist in any given situation, then I think you've got wisdom. Because I believe, uh, what is wisdom? I don't really like talking about intelligence because I think people perceive that in different ways. Wisdom is understanding the universal laws. Uh, that's wisdom. And I think wisdom is um, when you're emotionally high and you're only seeing upside, wisdom is knowing that there's a downside. And when you're down and depressed and seeing all in pessimism, knowing that there's an upside, knowing that there's a lesson, knowing that it serves you. So I think that um, ultimately wisdom is about understanding the universal law of balance and duality of life. Um, now, um, some people sometimes say, oh, well, no point doing the course, you know, and uh, you should just go to school and go to uni and get a job because 99% of people who do a course or 99% of people who start their business, they fail. So what's the point? 
Now, those stats are usually made up, aren't they? You know when they say 90% or 95 or 99, I think, where have you done your research? Where have you got these statistics from? They fucking make them up. But is it true to say that most businesses fail in year one? Yes, according to a lot of the general research. And then most of them fail in year three? Yes. And then most of them fail in year five? Yes. So are you a bit of a unicorn uh, if you have a business for 10 or 20 years? Yes. But it's the same if you want to be a professional tennis player, a black belt in martial arts. You know, you want to get grade eight on the violin. Anything you do, 90% fail in the first year, 90% of them fail in the next three years, because that is the universal law of life. We can't all be everything. If we were all everything, then everything else would be nothing. It wouldn't work. So when people say to me, oh, there's no point doing it or no point teaching it or no point most people doing it because 99% of people fail. I think, well, that, that's the universal law. So where's the problem? Like, I'll... If, if I thought, oh, most people fail, then I wouldn't start martial arts. I wouldn't start a business. I wouldn't start social media. I wouldn't start a podcast. I wouldn't start anything. Because if in my head I was realistic about most people failing, I'd never start anything. So I have to be a bit delusional, a bit optimistic, a little bit naive in some ways to start something, to think I can be better than 99% of people. But in reality, that, that is how it works. That is the universal law. So knowing when to be pessimistic, knowing when to be realistic, knowing when to be optimistic... And some people say to me, oh, well, Rob, you know, most people, you know, when they educate themselves in property or business or personal development courses or become an entrepreneur, most people will fail. Um, I was like, well, yeah, but I'm not helping the people that will fail. My job is to help the 1% or the 5% or the 10%. That's my job. And a martial arts instructor, their job is to help the 1%, the 5% or the 10% that are going to become black belts and not, you know, okay, they're going to welcome the white belts, but they know the white belts will come and go and come and go and come and go and come and go. Bloody hell, I'm going round and round here just trying to get the live done for the duration of me going home. And now everyone's got their leaf blowers and lawnmowers out, so it's getting loud. So let me summarise this for you then. Um, manage your own fear. Know when you're being realistic or pessimistic and what in reality is you're being scared and challenge yourself to face your fear. Try and flick your hats between optimistic when required, i.e. getting something started and moving into a new industry and... Um, sales and marketing and vision and strategy, you probably need to put the optimist hat on. On the day-to-day -day grind, you need to put the realist hat on. When you're doing partnerships and there's legal issues and HR and people are going for you and attacking you and you're putting your money into stuff, you probably need to put your pessimist hat on. And in reality, they're all required. And um, the realist, the pessimist and the optimist shouldn't be arguing with each other and criticizing each other. They're all required, like, like it was said before. The um, optimist designed the aeroplane and the pessimist designed the parachute. Don't push people away from you who are pessimistic if you're optimistic or who are optimistic if you're pessimistic or realistic. Often we want to be attracted to people who are like us, so the pessimist will hang around with a load of pessimists. Well, if you do that, you're never going to get anything done. If the optimist hangs around with a load of optimists, then you're just going to dream, dream, dream and never get anything done either. So balance yourself in your own um, mind and which hats you play and knowing that you can be all when required, that's wisdom, but also in the people you hang around with. You know, don't just hang around with pe people pleasers or people who go, yeah, oh, yeah, we're, you know, just imagine a group of 10 dreamers dreaming. Shit all gets done. But imagine a, a group of 10 skeptics together. Lots of debate and conversation and argument and also shit all gets done. Anyway, rant over. I hope you enjoyed this. If you thought it was useful, please do share this video or this podcast. Um, I think it's really important to understand the law of duality and the law of balance. And um, really, I think whenever you're experiencing a challenge, you just say to yourself, um, am I seeing too much downside or too much upside? So sometimes chaos comes from too much upside. You get excited. 
you get addicted, you get manic, you, you, you don't do your proper research, you're too high, you're too upside focused. Um, and that brings about its challenges. And wisdom is knowing there's a downside when you're in upside. You know, when you're excited, allowing yourself to be balanced. And then of course, the opposite is true. When you're depressed and down and struggling, what's the lesson? Um, you know, what's the upside of this? How is this helping me? How is this serving me? How is this helping me grow? Law of duality, law of balance. I think that they'll really help you in any life situation, any business situation. I'm home now. I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. And remember this, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. 